I'd buy that for a dollar. Recognize. I represent everything Dollar Club. Respect the dollar! Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Dollar Club Wrestling Podcast, episode 29. I'm your host, Uncle Slam. And with me, as always, is the, the great one, the greatest man in the world. What's your name there, buddy? Rock Hard. Jim Prendy. The one and only. The one and only. And if you don't know, you better recognize me. Well, so we had an awesome show we were at this weekend. The uh, AXW presents For the People. What a great time there, Jim. Wasn't it a great experience? An awesome show? Yeah, it was really, really good. First show for AXW. A lot of great wrestling. A lot of good, um, lot, it was just a good draw, too. A lot of people there. It was awesome. And you know who else was there? Yeah, we met We met Jeff. It was awesome. We finally met the no. guy. No. No, we met La Sicaria, and Jeff was, uh, with, Jeff was with her. Well, uh, Jim, were you confused at one point when Gato Pussy Grande showed up? Oh, my gosh. Uh, you didn't attack uh, Yeah. Yeah, were you very confused? Yeah, I, I had flashbacks, PTSD. Yeah, you didn't know where to attack. You were going like... I was going crazy. You are like Austin Power with the Fembots. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was turning orange again. You were. Oh, oh my, look who it is. He's, he's a big <laughs> person. Oh my. There he is. What's going on, guys? How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. What's up, Dollar Club members? It's great to see you again. I feel like uh, I feel like we just happened? saw you like on Saturday. I know. You, usually no one needs to see me for like, you know, two to three weeks to years. Um I, I it feels like it's been a very a lot a lot of stuff has happened this week since we saw each other, but obviously the biggest issue is Juice Robinson calling himself rock hard. What a what a fake, what a fraud, Jim. What do you have to say about that? All I have to say is Juice. You better change your name, pal, or you're gonna have a problem. I'm gonna slap it right off of your face because you know I'm rock hard all day, all night. It's a rock hard fraud, isn't it, Jim? Yeah. He owes you royalty money on that. Rock hard culture. I mean, come on now. There's no culture. Cool, then. Yeah, before we get too far into the uh, NXW uh, show, um, what do you guys think of the Jim? What do you think of the Saudi stuff going on? Uh, who knows what to think of it? You see one thing, it's happening. Another thing is it fell through. Another, I, I don't know. I mean, why would you not watch it if they sold to the Saudis? I would kind of consider it if they, uh, especially if they got rid of Triple H and Vince was in charge again. I'm kind of done with that creative direction. Um, how about you, Jeff? Do you have any thoughts? Are you indifferent on that? Would you uh, would it change your uh, would you like AEW? Would you AEW be your number one promotion? Let's let's start with this. The Saudi thing was debunked. It's not happening. It was it was a fake. So. That's you don't really have to worry about uh, hypotheticals. Um, today, uh, WWE released a statement telling you who their local council was that they engaged, a New York 
arbitrage firm, big corporate, international corporate firm. Uh, they, you know, they've already announced that JP uh, Chase was their bank. Um, you know, even if there was a deal in principle, um, it, I mean, this isn't how publicly traded companies get sold. It doesn't happen like that. So, you know, it, it was not impossible that there was a deal in principle, but it still has to be approved by regulatory bodies and the shareholders. Of course, Vince is 81%. So, uh, you know, it, it probably would have, um, but still it, it takes a while and there's closing and there's, there's little things that they have to work out. But, you know, we, we know since then, first of all, that, Stephanie resigned. Um, it's been reported that she and Triple H are both against the sale. If anyone thinks that Triple H is staying in charge, they're crazy. He's not just used to him. He's being gone. Um, I'm not that devoted to Triple H, to be honest with you. What I've seen from his booking is somewhat better than Vince, but it's basically the laziest tendencies of Vince combined with the laziest tendencies of Tony Khan and a little bit and, and allowing the, the talent to have more freedom and bringing back more people. Those latter two are not small. They're not nothing. Uh, and just because I don't agree with some of those personnel choices, that doesn't mean it's not a happier atmosphere. There's more positivity and, and people are excited and stuff like that. But the book in itself, I mean, the, the, the best stuff was already still in the works. I mean, the Cody redemption story, the bloodline, uh, you know, even Judgment Day was already in the works. I think the Dominic stuff started with people love started under under Vince. So, you know, uh, anyway, um, I, I'm not sure that the you know creative is listen, the the stock markets and buyers didn't care when Vince lost creative, and they wouldn't care if he got creative back. They don't give two shits about that. But um, as far as if Saudi Arabia Arabia bought it. Well, I mean, we're on Twitter all day. They own a lot of Twitter. They own a bunch of Apple. Uh, you know, every time you put gas in your car, you're giving them blood money. Is it worse to take blood money or is it worth to actually supply said blood money if you consider blood money? But not just that. If you're using plastic, if you're using Vaseline, some of you IWC people are using KY jelly. Anything with petroleum, <laughs> you're, you're giving them blood money. So, you know... I, I do understand the distinction in owning. The Saudis own a lot of things, and they don't touch it. Um, China owns Endeavor, which owns UFC. They kept Dana White in charge. You, nobody knows that China owns it. You don't see it. Um, so, but, you know, the one thing that I feel pretty good about is that, like, I don't, I, I have it on pretty good authority. It's not the Saudis. It's either Disney or Comcast Universal. I'm hoping for the latter, but either would be okay. Um, nobody spends that kind of money and leave someone else in charge. That's just not the way business work, works. Sean Lee Riley said he's going to boycott KY Jelly. <laughs> I, you know what? It, it's a good thing you were paying attention to me because I thought he was boycotting Kentucky. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but nobody is leaving someone in charge who's 78 and pending SEC uh, charges, New York Attorney General charges, uh, you know, possible sexual harassment uh, or assault charges and or lawsuits i mean why would you buy a company and keep that for a 78 year old you wouldn't nobody would do that it, you know so disney's not stupid with their money ne neither is uh, comcast universal and and by the way who's in charge of saudi arabia their 80 something year old king 
No, they, they appointed the 30-something-year-old third in succession to the line, Crown Prince, who was who's now probably 42, but you know, he, he was one that they deemed best because he was younger and vibrant. So, you know, so so fear not about that. Yeah, I would probably still watch it. Um, if it got worse, might I be quicker to abandon it? Possibly. Um but I watched through J and J security and the Seth Rollins years, so and Jinder Mahal, so I don't know what, what could be worse than that. So yeah. Then uh, there's kind of a power struggle going on in Dollar Club right now too. Do you think I should pull Jim back into the stream, or uh, should I let him ride off into the sunset? You know what? I'm just a guest. And oh, there he is. Oh, back. Yeah, so I don't want to get in between. Uh, he just Vince McMahon himself back on. He forced his way back onto the show. Welcome back. So I, I think for what it's worth, you made the wholesome choice. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, the wholesome one there is. Speaking of not wholesome, uh, Dr. Jeff Lippman, he uh, he sponsored John Schuyler, and he had a kind of on-brand night for uh, for Jeff. Uh, what happened to John Schuyler, Jeff? Absolutely. Probably the biggest name on the card um, lost to uh, the, the local he a local hero. Um then used his chain to attack the guy from behind and lay him out with the chain, got himself disqualified. Well, he already lost. Um, got himself kicked out of the ring and suspended for 60 days, just like AML uh, Wrestling, which is another indie, I think, down in the Carolinas. Um, so John Schuyler going on 60-day suspensions, you know, all over the place. Maybe Impact's going on tour or whatever. Um, I, have, uh, I have the footage of Kevin Kelly announced that real quick. Let me cut you off for a split second. <laughs> John Schuyler, just like AML, guess what? You earned yourself a 60-day suspension from American Excellence Wrestling. I thought Kevin Kelly was going to fight him. He could. He took his jacket off, rolled his sleeves up, and he was ready to fight him. Yeah. Kevin yeah. Kelly definitely made himself part of the show. Do you feel like you got your money worth then, or uh, were you a little upset that he got suspended and uh, let you down and lost his match? If the hang I mean, Hammerlock Hangover is sponsored, they better win that match, right? Yeah, but so is Garden of the Doom. So, I mean, listen, all, all of that was on brand for, for Evil Dose. I mean, he might have lost the battle, but he won the war. And to me, he definitely earned his money and keep because John Schuyler. Everybody knows that John Schuyler loves money. I love a lot of money, but everybody knows that John Schuyler respects the dollar that's awesome yeah it's awesome john and the Schuyler thing is, is that john schuyler is about six foot four so you can tell that kevin is about six eight that's right I'm much bigger than i look foot <laughs> jim what was your uh, highlight of the show did you have any particular things that stood out for you or uh any matches you enjoyed the most or uh I mean, yeah i mean i enjoyed watching the guys we interviewed because we had the personal connection you know i really liked um Goldie, I thought he was great. Cabana Dan had a lot of was awesome in the ring. Thought he had a lot of great moves. Cool. So, me, uh, I'll show a little highlight of uh, here, oh, here's Cabana Man Dan when he uh, let me show when he when comes to the ring. He points to us in the camera. You bring that up real quick. I can give you the finger. <laughs> Yeah, this is 
Was that awesome? Yeah. Yeah. He was good, man. Really nice guy. You know, it was really like there's a lot of good um entrance music. Um oh yeah. But I think my favorite entrance is you know which one it is. Leo Sparrow. Yeah, he's good too. I like he's I think he's a young guy who has a future. Yeah, but no, I chose some help with both of these guys. Huh? Oh, we need something special now to coconut water. We gotta hydrate after a grueling match here at ASA. Oh, whoa, that's that's plenty. That's plenty, my friend. For the Dollar Club Wrestling and Commander Man Dad, a pleasure and for the people AXW. Cheers, baby. Cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, there you were with another six footer, making it small. <laughs> and there's uh, here's a, this. Sorry about the audio on this one. We chugged some milk with uh, Leo Sparrow too. The audio is a little off. He didn't hear me though. Yeah, see that Jim is trying to fool him and thinking he drank some uh, whole milk. You, you little, you little squirt, you little, you little trickster. I wanted Jim. to get some kind of reaction out of him. <laughs> I guess he turned face and during that thing. I don't know. Yeah, I think at the end he did, and then uh, I got him throwing uh, kale into the crowd. I don't think he saw this, Jim. But uh, check out his kale toss when he's kale people. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? The photographer looks Dennis like me Dennis. with better hair. <laughs> Dennis, Dennis. Jeff, you had, you had a story, didn't you? You ran into somebody or you... Yeah, O'Shea or... Edwards. He was in the background there of your almond milk with uh, uh, Sparrow Boy. Um... Yeah, O'Shea Edwards is an indie wrestler. He's also part of Shane Taylor Promotions. He was in Ring of Honor for probably longer than we know because he barely made TV, but uh, there was not a lot of tapings, whatever. Anyway, um, a few years ago, I was on a network called Unpopular Review for about a year. And at a time, they wanted to do um, wrestler interviews. And I don't know. I'd never done any wrestler interviews, but I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll, you know, I'll try to do that. And so uh, I found the PR guy, and the first one they set up was for me and Shane Taylor. And so I show up and they say, Shane, STP is going to be there. I go, Shane Taylor promotion or Shane Taylor? They're like, oh, STP. I'm like, how many of them? Like, all of them. And that's five guys. I'm like, wait. So <laughs> this is my first interview. I'm sort of a Shane Taylor fan already, so I was worried about like being a you know starstruck, which sounds silly from you know probably then a 52 year old man or whatever. But still, I, I'd never done a you know a 
celebrity interview, whatever you want to call it, you know, sports interview. And it's not one guy, it's four guys. And the only guy that was late was Shane. So the only one that I wasn't expecting wasn't there yet. So it's Reverend Ron Hunt, so Shea Edwards, it's Khan and Moses. The only one that, that those guys, that of you guys, that if you're not deep cut fans of Shane Taylor Promotions and Indie Wrestling and Ring of Honor, you would know Khan as Bishop Khan from the uh, Gates of Agony that was in Tully Blanchard Enterprises, now the Embassy, on AW, but really Ring of Honor, in, in that group with Brian Cage and Toa Leone. Or Leone. Um, anyway, um, so O'Shea was there, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I mean, first of all, the man's like six, well, you saw in the background, he's, he's about six foot three, six foot four, a legit 275, 280, solid muscle. Um, and there aren't that many people like that in the world. And he's wearing a shirt that says something, something kaiju. I'm like, listen, I don't want to walk up to a stranger that, that's that big and be wrong, but we're at a wrestling show. But I'm pretty sure I had already like communicated with him on Twitter or Facebook or something. And I know these guys have like a million friends or whatever, and they don't know who's, who's who and who's what. Uh, but I think he said he wasn't coming. So what happened is I told him that. And I told him the story about Unpopular Review, and he remembered. Uh, because, and the only reason he remembered is because the I said, listen, it was awful. I wore a collared shirt. It was terrible. I was so awkward. I didn't know what to say. Shane showed late. And the only thing worked is at some point I stumbled onto anime because of the kaiju thing. I started talking about kaijus and anime. And all of a sudden, you guys started talking and, and arguing amongst yourselves. And, you, and all of you went from being bored and... and obligated to being there to having fun to like being guys having a fun conversation i could just sit back and relax he's like i remember that um anyway so apparently some of his friends want to see the show or were in the show or, or in the area whatever it is he housed them he fed them drove them there he was in the show there was a woman who was gonna she was doing an arm wrestling contest uh he he volunteered for it. they didn't pick him uh, i guess they had pre-picked all their people of course they did um it would have been great though if they knew who was there and picked him and you have this giant there he he really made the other wrestlers there look very very small now he's he'd be a big guy anywhere he's taller than bobby lashley he's probably not as ripped as bobby lashley but well, guys bobby... we have breaking news what's that Lisa Marie Presley's died at 50. Yeah, that, that was earlier today. Yeah, she had a part of uh, It's not breaking news. Age. It's 54. That's a shame. Yeah. So, Elvis Only child of Elvis. Michael Jackson's ex wife. So, I mean, you have to assume that there's, you know, drug damage. You know, That's young. Somewhere. 54 is young. Yeah. yeah, it's she, yeah. Had, she had suggesting it's drugs, possibly, or uh, abuse. If. If anyone was going to bet, who's going to die first? That fat ass La Sicarias Novio or Lisa Marie Presley? I'm sure nine out of ten people would pick me. <laughs> what? Did you just call La Sicaria a fat ass? No, no La Sicaria Novio. <laughs> her boyfriend. Oh. It's right. It's right there on the placard. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I don't know Spanish. But but it's just never mind. <laughs> Whatever. So Jim, uh, you asked me what my favorite moment was of the event. Mine was just like meeting the people, like doing like meeting the Special Olympics, like uh, greeting the people from the Special Olympics. Uh, was this little kid's first wrestling event too? I, I took pictures with the Shield, doing autographs for these little kids. It was an awesome time, just making the people happy. Um, good thing I brought that, that was, Captain America Shield too. That's too. That was cool. The when the Special Olympics kids ran out. Too bad I. I had to. I have the video, but I couldn't uh, get it over to you in time. 
we'll yeah, have we'll it have it on. We'll, we'll have show it next, next week. That was a great time. Uh, a lot of good matches too. Um, the arm wrestling match, Commander Man. Oh, uh, the the match I got the best footage on. I'll show a quick part of it too. The Leo Sparrow Kakoa match. Uh, Wet Brett too. Yeah, Kakoa was good, and and the champion there is a is a good heel champion. Ian Bush, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think this is the best footage. Oh. Has is Kakoa on any? Has he been on like Ring of Honor or does he? What is he from? I've seen him before on MCW, which I mean, I think the Ring of Honor dojo share space, or you know, or they share space, or they're affiliated somehow. Whether or not he's ever been on Ring of Honor, I can't say for sure. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, but you know, you could tell he was a, he was a level above most of the guys. I mean, he's, you know, he does the move sort of like reminiscent yeah. of Jimmy Snuka, Ricky Steamboat. He's also, I mean, as you can tell, he he's fairly short. Uh, he's stocky, but you know, in in modern wrestling, there's a place for him. But he's, you know, unfortunately in WWE, he'd be with the other guys with the tribal tattoos, different island, and they're all a lot bigger than he is. So, you know, he'd probably have to make his way in like a Impact or a, you know, a, um, a AW. But yeah, he, he's he's skilled. He's good, and and he's gotten better since last time I saw him. What'd you guys think of the main event, the uh, Matt Quay versus Ian Bush, the two out of three falls, and what about what, what happened at the end of the match? What are you guys thoughts on that? I thought they were both really good. Yeah, they're really good workers, I think. Um, did you enjoy the match, Jeff? Beat sitting in the crowd? Yeah, the match was, the match was fine, but uh, I got to tell you, I was cracking up because uh, what's guy's, his name is Key or Quay. Um, he's from, I guess he's the local hero, and Ian Bush is from Philly. Um, and Quay's gimmick is that like he's an all American. He's all like, you know, Hulk Hogan, Hacksaw Jim. Yeah, the American Hammer, the American yeah. Hammer. You know, sort of with the uh, intensity, I guess, of a Macho Man or a Jim Neidhart type of thing. Anyway, so that everyone ch ch uh, chants USA for him, but the other guy's from Philly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's not like he's from Ruska or you know. Or, it's wrestling, Jeff. You know, I know they're probably it, chanting for Uncle Sam, Uncle Slam. They're calling for me the whole time. That's why you should have jumped. You should have jumped in and helped him. Right, I mean, I should have. Especially at the end of the match. Is the manager his brother? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, then we have... What do I want to show you? This is a Right. Uh, I didn't know. Did you see the guy go behind him and kick the sign? Yeah, yeah. The crowd was really into it. The crowd was awesome. And then uh Tough Guy, Tough Guy Inc. was pretty good too. What did you think of them, Jim? Yeah. Messing like, up with what Brett. I like the golden air, so. 
It was good to see uh, Dr. Luther and Alan Angels, you know, have a picking up some other work. Um, those guys, I gave them some uh, advice along with the promoter, and I don't know if they were humoring me or if they actually liked the ideas or not, but they were they were at least polite and humoring me. What was that? Well, one of them is... Can I talk over this one? Except before the people had to put that in there. Okay. So one of their names is Big Bob Evans, and the other one is something like Tough Tim something. And I'm like, well, if he's Big Bob Evans, you should be Tough Tim Horton, and you should name all of your moves after like breakfast dishes and you know the waffle iron and the the scrambled eggs and you know, and, and, and things like. That. And he's like, well, that's a that, that's actually a good idea. I'm like, yeah, there's really no excuse for it. I mean, especially you know on on this highway strip here, the where where you are, a lot of you know truckers and you know, so that sort of thing. And then uh, I said that it's Hamburg. That's the name of the city. So you could have someone that sort of tells stories to the kids, like creepy, like ghost stories. And it, and their name is Hamburg Lore, but they're dressed in like the Hamburglar outfit, like Rabble Rabble, like they, they steal hamburgers. Um, you know, maybe give out coupons to McDonald's or something or whatever, but uh, it's Hamburg Lore. And they, they tell stories to the kids because they, they were obviously very kid friendly. They had the you know, not only kids, but people from the Special Olympics, but I'm sure that they would appreciate that. And so, you know, I just thought it'd be a, a fun little gimmick. Doesn't have to be a wrestler. It could be like, you know, Uncle Slam was, and, you know, sort of hyping up, entertaining the crowd, uh, keeping kids uh, entertained, especially if they're crying during breaks or whatever, or a long match, you know, so stuff like that, you know. They, oh, yeah. He gets sponsored by Bob's Big Boy. Yeah. You know, wrestle crap 101 kind of stuff that, you know, you know stuff that... Could work on indies, probably wouldn't work anywhere else. Yeah, you definitely should book for them. That'd be awesome. You know, I mean, I, I can only give so much away for free. That's that's like the crack. I give them the crack first for free. Cool. All right, let's uh, let's talk about some current wrestling. We're gonna do our dollar report. I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh, I had that to the Charlie Rogers there. Recognize me. I represent everything Dollar Club. Respect the dollar! And we'd like to thank our sponsor, of course. Liv Morgan's Butt Stuff. <laughs> so this is where we uh, give a point. This is our point system to our top wrestlers of the year. Uh, Jeff respects the old ways and gives out for the old reasons, and I give it to uh, performance base now. And Jim just is here for the ride. And I changed it now where we uh, actually talk current events, add the uh, current wrestling stuff into the dollar report. Uh, our first winner for NWA Power, which I didn't watch, is a very beautiful woman, and she's very relevant right now because she just signed a deal with Playboy. Uh, May Valentine gets her first dollar of the year of 2023. Uh, we thoughts on a uh, big fan of uh, May Val Valentine, uh, Jeff? Yeah, I, I am. Uh, first of all, she's, uh, I think she's from Brazil and she has actually has a background in journalism. So she's a neighbor of La Sicaria's country. So got to support our uh, Southern Globe uh, friends. Um, she's also either engaged or married to Aaron Stevens, um, which is pretty cool. People might That's remember. Damien Sando out there if you don't know. That's right, Damien Sando. Um, and the first year of NWA, I just thought that she was really dumb. And But it was me who was really dumb because that's her act. It's like it's deadpan and she pretends to be dumb. And once you realize that, she's really funny. Like NWA power, listen, this is not what it was four or five years ago when it was, when it was good to pretty good to 
Ooh, two. Wow, COVID's really killing it, but I'll wait and see what's going on. Let's just keep my eye on it so I at least know who's on the roster when they come out of this thing, too. Oh, my God, this is terrible, too. Hey, Cardona, that's all right, to then Bully Ray and Tyrus. So, like, now it's it's basically unwatchable. She is the highlight of the show every week, and not just – and it's not because she's – she's beautiful i mean that that doesn't hurt but she's she's legit funny she's a legit funny person well speaking of beautiful i gave my smackdown dollar to someone who had her first match on uh wwe television scarlet and karen cross actually had a mixed tag match against riddick moss and uh jim's one of jim's favorites emma so scarlet it's her first dollar of the year and an awesome performance uh any, any more scarlet the merrier on my tv do you agree with that there jeff I do. I believe I gave her a dollar also. You gave one to Cross, uh, you know, but I guess. Not well, I don't know who you gave your mail dollar to. I didn't uh, give so. it to Cross, but uh, do you like the uh, the mixed tag there? Or do you think it's a waste of uh, Cross's talent, or would you do more of this? Is that uh, a step I, down Cross? How much time do we have? No, I don't, I don't like mixed tag matches, period. I didn't like this. I mean, for one, like everything they've done with Cross is wrong, and part of what he's done is wrong, but I'm not sure how much control over it is. But, like, they have to decide how much of his character is supernatural, versus just tough guy and how much of Scarlet's is and then and reconcile them so that they make sense together. But his biggest problem, well, he's got one. First of all, he, he came out to sort of nothing, but you know, he, he had a few with Drew. They had him lose. He needed to win the stipulation to make any sense. And then he went won a couple of matches with Mad Cat Moss. Fine. He killed Mad Cat Moss. That's fine. So he's back on track again. No, they, they run it back. He's back with Mad Cat Moss while he's stalking Rey Mysterio. But while he's stalking Rey Mysterio, nobody cares about his feud with Rey Mysterio. There's Dominic and Rhea going on the internet and invading Rey's house during the holidays. And all anyone's talking about is Dominic and Rey Mysterio. So nobody cares the cross is going after Rey Mysterio. And on TV, they put him against Mad Cat Moss and Emma in a mixed match for reasons. The only guy he's actually beat, they, they have him fighting against now. At least they won. So, okay. But... I will say this, if Cross is listening, you, you heard my first piece of advice on getting character reconciliation. The way you wrestle is too slow and methodical. You're too close to Ray, and I'm sorry, to Bray and Dexter Loomis. Bray leans all the way into the supernatural, so you can try that. Dexter Loomis also sort of the spooky. But what I suggest to you is there's not room for that many people to wrestle that way. You need to wrestle fast and brutal. You need to come in there like, road warrior hawk or nikita call you need to come in there and kill people have two three minute matches tops you need to be a you need to, not a methodical killer you need just to be a killer you don't get paid by the hour so that's my advice to you you don't have to change your character you just have to figure out your characters are together what your act is your entrance is awesome you guys look great except for the hair i get rid of the hair um but speed it up man there's there's not there's not room in this promotion for three plotting spooky methodical wrestlers my uh, my mail dollar went to Jim. Do you have the mask? Can you acknowledge me? Roman Reigns, man. I just everything is just so important with him. His acting is on his top notch right now. Uh, just even just when he looks at somebody, it's perfect. I could give him and Sammy together because Sammy played that so well the other night, being oh yelled at. His face, like he's scared. Like it, it was really good. Yeah, I, I could have given it to the whole bloodline, but uh, I gave it to Roman. He's just above and beyond better than anybody else in the business right now. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. But didn't Sammy, like, make you feel bad for him? Like, he was, like, a scared little boy or, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, he, he always does. He's playing yeah. it perfect right now. He's on uh, the his best game he's ever had in his career as well. Even Jay, uh, Jimmy, uh, Jay Uso is even on top of his game. Jimmy's just the other Uso, I think. 
What do you guys Sam think of Jimmy? Who? Jimmy? Jimmy Uso? Yeah, they're good. They're, I mean, they're both good. That's active wrestling, so I, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, why would I have any issue with, with you know, anything he's playing his role? I think Sammy will get some uh, acting roles out of this. No, he's too ugly. Yeah. If he wants to do like a stand up comedy actor, it doesn't something. matter. Maybe if like McGruber too, he can get in or something because they had the wrestlers in the first one. But like, I'd see him playing like a, a like a, a pawn shop guy that like you know you know somehow sold like a murder weapon and you know and it cooks his books. You know, they get some investigated by detectives Benson and you know something on you know SVU or whatever. Like a comedy. Uh, I see McCurb your enthusiasm or something. <laughs> <laughs> He's Larry David's son. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be. But you're Syrian. You're a Jew. It's not impossible. <laughs> so if you guys are looking at the scroller down there, you saw somebody already, well, two people already won $2 this year. So Jeff gave his dollar on Rampage to Layla Gray. She's in the lead for the year right now. Can never go wrong with the baddie Layla Gray. Right, look at that outfit. Come on. Beautiful outfit, yeah. Like that snake uh, necklace too is pretty cool. Cool. I picked someone else for Rampage though. Show her my white snake. I picked uh, Maria Canales. Anytime Maria's on my team, that's a good thing. Uh, let's give that is not it. wholesome. <laughs> no, it is she, not. She posted that pick herself, so it's okay. I'm not exploiting it. Um, that was yeah, one. but out of all the pictures, that's the one you picked. Mr. Most Uncle what? Slam. So that's a good wholesome fun for the family and entertainment. Well, I thought months. looks didn't matter. Uh, just it's her presence, her uh, star power. It's a great thing. Uh, yeah, that that showed it there in that picture. Well, the picture didn't, but she posted it. So I'm supporting her, uh, her her art. Yeah, I'm sure you're supporting. All right. <laughs> so Jeff, I didn't get watch Battle of the Belts. I forgot it was on. To be honest, I don't know anything of these girls. Tell me about the Renegade Sisters. Won their first career dollar for Battle Club Wrestling. Um. This was a default because there was nobody that was particularly attractive on Battle of the Belts was on for a amount of time. Now, the, the the Bunny and and Penelope Ford came out and they both looked great, but they were on for a very short time. And actually, if I did that, I feel like I would have taken away from something that shocked me to my core, but I really enjoyed Kip Sabian's performance, which was in an Orange Cassidy match. So I was so confused. So, you know, uh, just by default, I had to give it to, I mean, they they had like a 10 or 12 minute match. There's two of them. Figured I'll use Kevin's new criteria. Throw up with, Since there's twins, I'll use the twin magic to aggregate it. No one else really stood out. It, it, it was really just, there's not much more of a story about, about that, but uh, I don't know. At some point, at some, you know, I may need to see, get medical attention about this, but I'm like, I'm like tweeting Tony Khan. He made a bad booking decision. He should have given that stupid title to Kip Sabian. I don't think that anybody could actually, I mean, that was the best psychology and execution of a story in a wrestling match that, that I might have seen in AEW, maybe anywhere in the years. I mean, I'm sure I'm wrong about stuff, but I mean, it was just so clear. I mean, anybody could have watched it. You didn't ever have to watch wrestling ever before and know exactly what was going on. Even the Orange Cassidy shtick, you would have you would have been like, what's this all about? But you would have figured out that, oh, he's mocking him. Yeah, that's one of my current big, well, that's always one of my current gripes in wrestling, current wrestling is that you don't know who the good guy or bad guy is anymore. Like wrestling 101 is like, you should know the second they walk to the arena, like walk, walk down the aisle and their music hits. I'm declaring it right now. The match of the year is Kip Sabian versus Orange Cassidy. <laughs> I, I'm going to go back and watch it if I can find it on YouTube because you can't go back and watch AEW matches because they don't have a streaming site. But, yeah, it got me uh, 
interested to give him a chance. I've always been critical of his work in the past. And uh, I didn't watch Raw, but Jim, you did. So uh, tell me if this person was deserving of the dollar, uh, Miss Rhea Ripley. Yeah, she's always deserving. And uh, while we're on them, let's talk about the Judgment Day in general. General, do you think uh, Dominic's going with the K-Dog look right now? Is he like channeling his inner Conan? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Clearly, yeah. Well, you, so know, they, you notice like uh, Finn Balor and Damian Priest are like you don't even notice them anymore when the Judgment Day's out there. You, never really did. I mean, definitely, definitely Finn Balor. You forget he's even out there. Damian Priest is stock is uh, sort of doing the uh, limb. You know, need my sunshine um, or take my sunshine, steal my sunshine album cover. But listen, Raw was not great, but there was the tag team gauntlet, and Judgment Day won it with with some you know controversy that involved Dominic. I'm not gonna spoil it for any, and it's not that important. But they won, so they're now the the number one contenders. For the raw tag team titles not the oh, undisputed so that's what made me think that they're going to win it uh, right but at least also at least you know that they're going to start to separate those titles and we're going to get back to more champions but also judgment day has been a faction that had no goals so it made no sense they kicked out edge for what and who knows so they got all co-equal then they recruited dominic listen i know people have loved how it's worked out and then i'll admit there have been funny parts or whatever it's still dominic at the end of the day but aside from recruiting dominic what's the goal what what, what is that to advance i mean Rhea isn't even clearly looking for anything for a while she was joined at, at bianca belair but then it was becky lynch now she's talking to others i mean sort of a little bit of, like i think she confronted candace LeRae, so that's all over the place so at least judgment day now is number one contenders for a tag team belts so at least they have a goal. So at least there's a reason for Judgment Day. So to me, that's not a small improvement. That's a big improvement. But do you think like Damian Priest is mad? Because that kind of was formed for him to skyrocket. No, for him. They never to... should have left him from Edge. Then they they should have let that thing go for ten or eleven months, and then he turns on Edge, and then he beats Edge in the retirement match. Instant heel heat. Because Rhea is the one getting the push here, or you know, getting the most out of this. I have another wacky concept. It's not going to happen. I'm not even saying it should happen. But if they both win, meaning Priest and Rhea, the men's and women's Money in the Bank or Royal Rumbles, you know. But I like the Money in the Bank better because they're both walking around with those cases. That's 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 like a real heel shtick for uh, a real heel faction. Um, I doubt that'll happen, but I think that'd be pretty. It's cool. in uh, London, right? Money in the Bank. So uh, yeah. they would probably give it to Finn then because he's at least the European uh, wrestler. Oh please, he's Irish. They do. <laughs> No, he gets not nothing. He gets nothing. He gets Jim, nothing. Jim, is there any other highlights on Raw? I didn't get a chance to watch it. Uh, you know, my family's stuck going on right now. But what, what was uh, the only other thing that really stands out was the uh, MVP um, Bobby Lashley combo. It seems like they're going to be getting the Hurt Business back together. Um, With uh, I mean, any changes, like Omos, or is it going to be like the original OG Hurt Crew, Hurt Business? That wasn't in it. It was kind of MVP went up to uh, Bobby Lashley and just kind of like apologized. And Bobby Lashley just said, yeah, we're cool, but I'm not ready to uh, to go there yet. Uh, MVP said he wanted to get it back together. And so Bobby Jeff Lashley said he wasn't ready thing. yet. Huh? Jeff manifested this whole thing. He's been saying this yeah. for months. So you got to thank Jeff if you're a fan of the uh, Hurt Business, everybody. 
Absolutely. Yeah. You're welcome, he, bro. He did. He mentioned uh, uh, whom? Uh, what are their names? I don't know why. The other two from the Herpes. Cedric and Shelton. Shelton yeah, Cedric. he mentioned he mentioned their names, but he did not mention Omos. Okay. I think Omos is definitely going to be involved. I mean, if you're going to take a belt away from Roman, I think it makes it a lot less controversial when somebody in there is seven foot three. Cool. All right. Well, that's Raw, everybody. NXT, me and Jeff had different opinions. Um, I went with my girl, Gigi, her second dial of the year. Tie with Layla Gray for first place. Great, great battle royal win. You can't go wrong with Gigi ever. And now Jeff. That is probably the complete opposite uh, flattering the picture than uh, Maria Canellis. That's a good Yeah, you're, I'm starting to think maybe you have a type. <laughs> like what? The punk rocky kind of girls, like the Shotzi's and Gigi's. Um, redheads you know gingers for one i mean if it's if it's becky next week we'll know nah nah i prefer blondes usually speaking of blondes jeff gave his dollar to tiffany stratton the ultimate barbie doll what's different about her her boobs oh really is that what it is but probably her <laughs> face too i mean she, you know she, she she's looking like a like a mini charlotte sort of i mean you after after be the, uh, uh, the uh, she uh, Never mind. Who do you guys think is going to be the one to uh, dethrone Roxanne of the total eventually? Tiffany, or do you think somebody else? I think Cora Jade. I always think Cora Jade's going to be the one to beat her. And they have the history of the enemy from the past. I don't know. I got to see how it plays out. I mean, Cora Jade certainly is in the mix. Um, I think Tiffany Stratton is in the mix. Um, there, there's others too. I mean, everyone knows I think that the Kiana James act is fabulous. I think that she's more more impressive than she has any right to be at this at this stage um you know they they have all those uk women as well i mean isla dawn owns her character she's sort of like she's sort of like the best parts of of uh you know well the the character part of scarlet like the witchy part with the with the mannerisms of rhea ripley um so i i i mean if i had to choose it would be isla dawn nice nice uh, do, how about this, guys? Do you think Toxic Attraction is going to break up? Do you think that's why they had that co-win of the Battle Royal and now they're going to have that triple threat match? Without Mandy, they're just ending it? Is that what you think? Or is this just a little hiccup? Kim, what do you think? I mean, they could probably push Gigi. She could be a, a champion. I don't think either one of them has it in them to be champion. Gigi gets hurt a lot. She even got hurt in that in that match. She hurt her knee. She does a bit of a butterface, and listen, oh, she, she's, she's a few idea. sandwiches away from being fat on the bottom. Um, I, I listen. I don't know if I agree with that. Anyway, that that act is nothing without Mandy. So I mean, I I I, oh, I said all along you should put Cora in there with Mandy, and it should be sort of like the Rock with Farouk. I would um, love that. Yeah, so I, I still think four would fit in. I think Tiffany Stratton would fit in. Doesn't need to be three. It can be four. It can be five. Why not? I mean, you have plenty of mean girls there. You know, uh, maybe they'll tease a little something and then they'll do stronger together. But I don't know. You you, you know, Vince and Sean books a little bit like Vince. Got to make single stars, but they have so many women and they have so few women tag teams. I mean, might as well keep it keep it together. I mean. You know, if Carmella doesn't want to wrestle, she could be a good front for them on on the main roster. No one wants to see Carmella wrestle, but plenty of people want to see Carmella hear her, her talk. Um, I'd, I'd keep them together ultimately. If there may be some dissension teased, but I don't. Whatever it is, I think it's short lived. 
Kat, what did you? What, oh, is that you what did you think of my theory that I wrote on Facebook about Mandy? Uh, what could repeat it? About uh, Mandy it being a work and she's really going to come back at the Royal Rumble and win it. I would absolutely love that. I don't think it's true, but uh, I absolutely would love that. Any anytime Mandy's on our TV, it's a good. It's a better thing for us. That would be great, though, wouldn't it? Great story. Be absolutely phenomenal. I don't think they ever issue formal releases uh, as a as a work, um, and I don't think that it is. The more interesting thing is when she was making money from nothing, they couldn't tell you how much she made quick enough. We haven't heard anything in three weeks. So I guarantee you that that, that week after she got released, where she probably made like half a million dollars in one week, that it's now down to, you know, 130, and then it went down to probably 74, and now it's probably down to 35, which by the way, a month is, isn't is so bad, or, or you know, or even a, a week is better, but even a month is, is a lot, but, you know, when you start to see a trend like that, assuming I'm even close to correct, I mean, ask the Trinidad. I mean, you know, once she was off TV, they, they moved on to someone else playing video games, cosplaying, who was on TV, so. Cool. Oh, I forgot to mention, I gave out a couple of uh, for the people dollars too. Nice. I had to give Cabana Man Dan one. He went above and beyond. Did the promo with us. Did the chug the milk with me. Had an awesome match. So Cabana, he gave us the autographs too. He's an awesome guy. And then the female one, Izzy McCoy, for her arm wrestling day. Way to go, redneck chick. Very strong. Uh, cool. Then on Dynamite, me and Jeff agreed. I gave it to Britt Baker. She was totally awesome in that match. It could have went to Jamie Hayter. It could have went to either or. Uh, defeated Paige. Is already has a loss on the book, Jim. You think it's too soon to give Paige a loss? I mean, no. I don't know. No. Soraya. Why? Why is it too soon? Um, it's what her second match back from. No, was it only her second? Yeah. Who do who who who'd she lose to? Well, it was her and Tony Storm. She didn't take the pin against uh, Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker, and then. Uh, uh, Hikaru Shida came in and threw a kendo stick into the well, ring. Well, she didn't. If it wasn't a clean loss, and a... she didn't take the pin, but she still has a loss already. Okay, Roman Reigns lost the other night. Is that you count him as losing? Because Sammy saying he got pinned. He does. That's why I yelled at Sammy. No, he said yeah, he did. But I mean, he's not it worried does... about it. He said Sammy lost. He didn't lose. Yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't make her look any weaker for. You know what made her look know? weak? Her wrestling. She stinks. Yeah, I didn't say it so. So, Jim, you probably weren't paying attention to this. The whole internet wanted uh, Mercedes Monet to be uh, Soraya's partner and not Tony Storm. They're expecting her to get taken out before the match. Is this, Jeff, is this just the internet, like, jumping the gun and like, making up dreams again? Or do you think they uh, false advertised this? No, I, I think they absolutely did, you know, tacit false advertising. I mean, from Britt Baker two weeks ago cutting a promo saying, you know, I'm the boss, duh. And then Soraya, you know, saying on, on uh, an interview and, and tweeting, you know, I just gave my best. Britt gave her two tickets to go to the show uh, to be there you know, back when she uh, 
issued this challenge. So I said, oh, I just gave my tickets away to my two friends. So, I mean, you know, you know, Sasha and Naomi have been going all over the world together. So it was a clear implication that, that, that it was there. And there are plenty of people saying, no, it's not going to happen. Japan did this, stardom did that. But, you know, stardom has, you know, bent over, let themselves take it many a times for AEW and to get into the into the U.S. market or to get what they think is an American star, especially a, a female star, to be the cornerstone of their of the the stardom aspect of of their expansion into the U.S. Um, you know, everyone's making a big deal that they sold out that that uh, that place in San Jose. First of all, there's there's 2,178 tickets available. There were already about 15 or 1,600 sold before it was announced. So yeah, they sold out since. I mean, who knows how many she could have sold? But we we know that she sold about 400 tickets. You know, in, in in a day, and you know the the other five hundred and seventy sold. Great, okay. We know that AEW's ratings viewership was one hundred and three thousand more this week than last week. We haven't seen the quarterlies yet, but I guarantee you, there's a giant plummet right after that women's match ends, uh, and and the elite are going to eat the loss on that one because they were the last match. That, that might even dip into the sevens, but uh, you know. I mean, is 103,000 a draw for the for the suspected debut on an LA show? Uh, reasonable minds can differ. I mean, Punk debuted to several hundred thousand, um, but then the net was 150,000, um, which is good. That's good. That's good in TV for one guy. Brock Lesnar usually nets you about 150 to 200,000. John Cena, I don't know what you net eventually, but he'll, he'll you know he'll pump you up two or three hundred thousand. You know that that first week i don't know if it would keep up or not i frankly don't remember the summer of cena last year or two years ago when he did it but um you know i would argue that she's probably not the draw that anyone really thinks that she is and and it's not about her i, I would argue that no female wrestlers because female wrestling is you know i think most people just sort of sit through it while it's on and a lot of people actually more on the aw side because the quarterlies are, are sort of all over the place more they they w fans turn it off they they leave and come back ww fans just sort of sit there and watch or slowly you know leave in sort of like an even kill matter but they don't sort of they don't usually go up and down as as dramatically for whatever reason they maybe because they're 54 like me and they nod off from naps i don't know i didn't even take that into consideration they probably did that uh the cheap ploy because their ratings plummet every week when the women come on that's why they did that uh and they were in la and there were discovery executives supposedly in the building wow cool then uh my mail for uh dynamite you guys will never guess this uh you probably both will disagree as well too well, jim what I'm do you think of the now. new what do you think of the new tag team jim jungle hook i gave it to just hook not jungle boy jungle hook uh, I thought it was, you would be all about the boom, so I guess I got that wrong. Fascinating. Fascinating. Hook's just got it, man. He's got it. I know he's, he's, it's a shame he's so small. Like, the crowd went – the crowd blew up like no other, like, when uh, he actually did the exploder on uh, Big Bill. I know it's a little cheesy, but at least they sold it and built towards it. They told a story, which I like. What do you thoughts I'm on not blue monkey chunks. <laughs> <laughs> do you like Hook, Jim? Nah. Nah. All right. So I gave one last dollar. <laughs> I was almost torn and didn't give it to – well, I didn't give this dollar. I was torn and couldn't decide who to give it to. So I put my top four people of uh, Dynamite online. Hook, MJF, Danielson, or Britt Baker. I didn't even have Adam Cole like there. Adam Cole probably would have been five. And the internet chose Brian Danielson. So Brian Danielson got the fan dollar. 
He had a very good match against Takeshita. Um, Takeshita is very, very a good in-ring worker. He needs an identity though. He's a little too bland, a little too like vanilla. He doesn't have any like like, like uh, signature moves that stand out that not everybody can do. Uh, but it was a very, very good match. Uh, what did you think of the uh, Brian Danielson Takeshita match, uh, Jeff? It was exactly what I thought it would be. In a vacuum, it's a perfectly fine match. But in the context of the stories, stories plural they're trying to tell, makes no sense. This was the first match in the Pillars of Hercules, the task of Hercules, for Brian Danielson to go through five competitors to get the MJF. And MJF selects his opponents. So he selects a guy who... His AW record is overwhelmingly losing, always losing big names. Um, he's a babyface and he fights clean. Why would you pick that guy? And you have no relationship with him. And he comes out and he insults him to be, to begin with. So yeah. it, it made no sense. The match, Takesha wrestles a lot like Adam Page. So the Adam Page John Moxley match was a lot like the Brian Danielson uh, Takesha match. Now, Brian flies around more, but. Other than that, they were very similar. They were only like one match apart. So to me, I felt like I was seeing a rerun, even though it wasn't. And you already knew what the end was going to be. So I thought the stories were stupid. I thought that MJF's promo was pretty good. But then he runs away like a like like doing like a 40-yard dash and like a, a 3.9. I have never seen – I've seen chicken shit heels all the time. But I have never seen a world champion, a serious world champion, ever run away like that except maybe The Miz. Uh, and the Miz is a joke. Um, so MJF's not supposed to be a joke. He's supposed to be the smart chicken to heel. So that didn't work for me either. But none of it made sense. The match was too long. Now, if you just watch this match, was it, what, it was a good match, was the banger? Sure. Yes. Yes, it was. So what? I mean, if I was just going by the quality of fights, Jean-Claude Van Damme would have the greatest action movies because his fight scenes were awesome. But the movie sucked. So, I mean... Hey, you know, watch your mouth. Well, I hit a couple. Bloodsport was very good. And, you know, they, but they got... Line Line Boxer was great. Before, before we get too far off there, uh, you mentioned MJF a little bit. So, Jim, I want you to read this slide and tell me if you like this line. Jim, I want you to read this slide and tell me what you think of it. Oh, out loud? <laughs> yeah, there's people watching, not in your head, brother. Ah, I thought they could read my mind. <laughs> Freddie, you're... <laughs> Freddie, you're nothing more than a Scooby Dooby douchebag. Great line. Love it. <laughs> Spelled Scooby and Dooby wrong, but okay. <laughs> well, I, didn't, I didn't make the meme. <laughs> and then uh, a lot of the internet uh, felt why was that he, Why was Freddie Prince there? Just He was there in the crowd. So was Ken Jong from uh, The Hangover. So he Tony, made fun of him too. Tony Khan going to hire him as a book, uh, writer? Never know. I mean, it's interesting because Freddie Prince is always talking about starting his own promotion, and that, that you know that you know I'm sure that was just for buzz. But uh, I, I think the guy who played the Shaggy was also there. I thought it was uh, Marco Stunt or, or uh, Joey Janela at first. Well, get the, uh, the whole internet went a buzz. They felt MGF was racist when he, uh, I forget what he called Takeshita something at the start of the match. I forget what he said. Well, he said Konnichiwa, buddy, yeah. and he said around here we speak American, and he called him Takeshita. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if that's I mean if anything it was it was like self racist it was like sort of the ugly American stereotype um, making fun of the name and and all that and saying Kanichi and the guy doesn't speak English I, so I don't know I mean I, I think that's people looking for a reason to be upset listen I've been upset about at NJF about some of his promos where I thought they crossed the line but this you know. I, 
I, I don't. I think this is more being a jack off than it being I'm I'm a racist. So in that jack offery, there there is an element of racism, but I don't know. I, I I don't think that's the kind that anyone should get upset about. But I mean, what do I know? I'm a fifty, I'm a middle aged white guy. So, I, mean, I agree. It's in his character. That's his character. He always takes the low blow. Like the, the crowd's starting to cheer for him a little bit too. So he's got to go a little harsher. And of course, we got to mention Adam Cole, baby. I was excited to see him back. Uh, I know you don't care about him as much as I do, but uh, they need him. They need some star power right now, especially with Punk gone. Uh, yeah, but you know what? You know, the whole thing with Paige was that he was gone for three months because of a concussion. And then in that match, they teased, and I hate when AEW does this, when they when there's a real-life injury and they use that real-life injury in the match. And so, and when they did it to Moxley, Moxley was acting like he, had, like he was going to epileptic shock or having, like, cerebral palsy, like his finger was this. I mean, that's not what happens when you have a concussion. You just sort of lose stuff. And he's, like, doing... This like he's like he's like he's making fun of someone with MS and it was really classless. I also thought it was tone deaf. And then like the next segment is with Adam Cole who just came back after six months from a concussion. I mean, come on, guys, break up the show a little bit. Like, I, it, it, it's like they don't care. It's like they get complete passes from from their past and the wrestling media, whatever that counts for. But I, I thought that was really classless. As far as about, listen, I'd rather he be healthy than not. He's too small for me. But he's got he's got that sparkle in his eye. He's got charisma. He can talk. He's definitely a good wrestler. I, I just can't take him seriously. Sorry, I can't. Um, but that doesn't mean I want something bad to happen to him. So if, if this is his career, then terrific. I just I just thought it was tone deaf the placement. His promo was exactly what his promo should have been. I mean, everyone's like, what an awesome promo. No, it's exactly the promo that you've heard a million times from people in the same situation. And that and that's exactly right. It wasn't awesome. It was exactly right. Yeah, sometimes just just for the crowd. And that was our dollar report this week, everybody. Brought to you by Liv Morgan's Butt Stuff. I'd buy that for a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh, I head back to the Charlie Rogers there. Recognize me. I represent everything Dollar Club. Respect. The dollar. So, Jim, I have a very important question for you. Yes. Who's the deadliest horror movie villain? The deadliest, like Jason. Like, who do you think's the deadliest? Who are you most feared, fearsome of? Who are you most afraid of? Probably the deadliest. I would. My favorite is. Probably Michael Myers, but the scariest of probably the one I'm most scared of, just because of uh, childhood, would probably be Freddy. Freddy Krueger or Freddy Goldberg? <laughs> oh, Christ. Who's next? <laughs> really? Come on, <laughs> man. Christ almighty. I didn't even know you were going to say that to you. You set it up. You segued it perfectly. What a, what a genius. Uh, hey, hey, what do you know? <laughs> and uh, me and Jeff watched an awesome movie this week. Uh, Jeff, tell him about the menu. You guys were together watching a movie? Yeah, mm -hmm. he recommended it. Nope. And, uh, Frank Tesh, it was awesome. I think, Who paid uh, for dinner? La Sicaria paid for both mm -hmm. of us. Who was on top? Look at me. Do you think I go on top? 
<laughs> um, we watch the menu. Uh, it's a strange movie. It's definitely different. It's very art cinema, but it's a horror movie of sorts. It's sort of like a mystery box. You sort of know where it's going, but it still takes you by surprise. Uh, and it was a little bit awesome, but it's definitely different. So expect something different. But, uh, uh, you know, it, I don't like using this word, but it was beautiful to watch. Like if you've ever watched Top Chef, when you see all the, the love they put into the dishes and the care, like the whole movie represented that. But that in itself was sort of a metaphor for the dual sides of the absurdity of life, of how, how everything is consumerism. Yet, even in the consumerism, there's absurdity and the sustainability and the wokeness and whatever, and that we're all part of feeding of the same problem, just eating from the, the different sides of the same trough. And basically, the artist basically lost his mind, and his final act was to basically he was a cult leader. Uh, and I think I probably already said too much, um, but it check it out. It's, not new. it's funny because I, when I went to see Black Panther Wakanda Forever like two weeks ago in the movies, the menu was in the movies. And the next day was on HBO Max, so I watched on HBO Max. Um, so it's on HBO Max if you already have that. Well worth it. It's not similar to Don't Worry, Darling, but I think it's similar in tone in that it's not what you think it is, and it's it's very stylized and sort of cool and swanky. Um, I don't know. So is, I like it about, is it about food, or what the hell is it about? Uh, food is absolutely a chef. Inherent. So food it's about a character chef? in the movie. Food is what the equivalent of the horror would be in the horror movie. Yeah, Jim, um, the uh, the less you know about it, the better, but it's streaming on HBO Max right now. I highly recommend you uh, check I'll it out. Check, I'll check it out this weekend. Yeah, recognize and, it. And Jim, uh, it's like a new enemy for uh, The Rock. Roman Reigns, or excuse me, Vin Diesel. I'm just saying, Roman better be careful. I know The Rock don't care about family. They got to get Vin Diesel via satellite to join the bloodline. What do you think about that? Is that, what I mean, is that a uh, a hint of what's to come? Uh, All these people on the internet like these little conspiracy theories. They got these like uh, you with the like you with the poster because it had freaking lightning on it. Oh, I can bring. I think I can bring that up actually too. Did uh, you see that, Jeff? His post. I I did. I I didn't put that together because a lot of wrestlers have used lightning, including the Undertaker and Kane, and lightning sort of a generic action thing. But uh, Isn't it like a wrestling thing where they look at every little thing, like yeah. oh that means this is going to happen, or that means that's going to happen. What I really thought is it was like a, a take on Thor or Storm from the X Men. But I mean, yeah, The Rock is the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. So if you look really more. closely in one of the clouds, it looks like The Rock figure. Yeah, I think it's right behind Kevin Owens. Right. I also see Popeye. So yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised Cody's second tier. I mean, he's kind of dead in the middle, though. Do you take do you look into that at all too? Like, why is Bianca Barrett, Belair, like all the way to the right, like hanging off barely in there? Like, Rhea Ripley's got a bigger spot than her, and so does Charlotte. Because I Texas. don't think she's going to be featured at the Royal Rumble. I'm glad uh, Oscar's not there. I'm surprised Ricochet snuck in there. I mean, she'll be wrestling Alexa Bliss, so I mean, she'll have a match, but it's that's yeah, not. But gonna... it's not like the main thing. Yeah, right? that, it'll be like the opening match or or the you know the opening singles match. Um, no, I'm not that big into looking at posters and reading too much into it, but uh, maybe that's on me. Cool. Well, uh, well, guys, I promised Jim we'd stay uh, not too not too late tonight because we started late. So, uh, so after you got, we'd say our buzz, I'm going to show the, uh, I'm going to plug American dreams and I'll probably just end it playing some, uh, clips from the, uh, 
extra clips I got from the show. So, uh, Jim, uh, Jim, you want to say anything before you go? It was very nice meeting La Sicaria on uh, Saturday, and also Jeff was with her, so that was that was nice meeting you too, Jeff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the pleasure was mine. There was a great restaurant we stopped on sort of on the way called Loxley's at Rocks. Um, I, I've never been so excited about a roadside restaurant before, I don't think. Uh, I want to open a franchise. Uh, if you want to follow me, there's my Twitter right under my big fat chin, at MD. Uh, when I'm not here with the Dollar Club guys, you can often find me on the PWC Network doing a variety of shows there with Jimmy T. Sometimes Kevin is there. Uh, Chris Ten Adam. hours in one day. Sure. Ten hours in one day sometimes. You, you just <laughs> never know what's going to happen. Uh, every two weeks I do a show called Hammerlock Hangover with Steve Pena, which is on PWC. It's also on the VW Hustle. It's on the Wrestling Soup Network. Uh, about once a month or once every six weeks I'm on Drew Yari's show. Sometimes on the Patreon, something's not. And I have two non-wrestling podcasts, Garden of the Doom and Garden Views. Garden of the Doom is we are searching things that make me curious on the world in the world adjacent to the world and beyond garden views is the same thing but more topical oftentimes legal based i have a lot of uh, lawyers on there we talk about cannabis law we talk about intellectual property we've talked about um uh, just had an expert on cybersecurity. we've had two shows on cryptocurrency so uh you know if if you trust me to introduce you things that are interesting that you probably wouldn't be exposed to normally uh just subscribe to that on any of those fine places oh and humming media group as well um and uh and you can enjoy them all for free. I don't charge for any shows. Cool. I uh, appreciate you guys being on the show. Feel free to stick on if you want. If you want to pop off, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm, but people, I'm, I'm finding the class B flu. Scan our, scan our Q tag over there. Yeah, don't forget to scan our uh, – Jeff, can you point to the uh, QR code above your head there? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, so just scan that code. Follow uh, Dollar Club Wrestling on YouTube if you're watching this. Especially. Look, Jeff, we're in line. Uh, follow wow. Dollar Club Follow Dollar Club on Twitter. Uh, do that. You can jump in our polls, too. You can actually pick some dollar winners. I'm going to try that a little more often. Hopefully, uh, we get some more people doing it. Um, and I've come to the AXW American Dream Show at the historic Hamburg Fieldhouse, February 18th at 7 p.m. Come and meet Jim and Kev. Take over another show. The Dollar Club invades AXW again, February 18th. Um, if you want to get tickets for this show, go on AXWTix.com. Use the promo code Uncle Slam or Dollar, and you get twenty percent off your purchases. Come and enjoy us and meet us all, everybody. Yeah, uh, and Juice Robinson, you better take that damn name off, or show up at Hamburg. Yeah, show up at Hamburg. We'll see who the real rock hard is. That's right. That's right. So, first clip I'm going to show is a little Cabana Man Dan versus uh, Superior Tony Evans. Two great be a protest. <laughs> I should protest Juice Robinson for taking my name. I think that hurt his balls. Huh? Did I ask him? Yeah. Oh, the man looks like he's hurting. He's hurting bad. I don't know what he needs to do. What is this Tony Evans doing? He's making a mockery out of the Cabana Man. This is complete nothing. I'm making a comeback. Oh, 
Gave him some coca butts. Knee to the face. Knee to the face. Crossbody. Crossbody. Ricky Steve out there. What power? What force? Here, Tony Evans. We have on the lower back there. Stuff on the lower back. Look at the crowd. The crowd I do what I want. I do what I want, bro. I do what I want, bro. Oh, that fans feels rough. He does what he wants. Cam, look at the comments. It's all good and fun, you know. Oh, Tim, they don't take it personally. They just, What's up, brother? The banter. Come on, Cabana! Come on, Cabana! I heard me there. I heard me cheering for him right there. I know, he's got to come back. CMD! Oh, breaking his back. Up, I'm up with yeah, you. Is he going to be back? I'm not going to be back. I'm Darren Barber from Marsha. Oh, yeah, I know you're Darren Barber. Are you just talking to somebody there? Who is that you're talking to? I forgot how I met you, but I know you. Yeah, we know why. Who the hell are you talking to? What are the fans with the school guys? Somebody said, uh, do I know you? From Cabana. That's right. Oh, oh I'm up to the She was told him to shut up. We're trying to distinguish the match you. Yeah, my bad. Did you at least tell him to subscribe? Fans love Uncle Slam, Jim. Huh? Fans love Uncle Slam, Jim. Yeah. Darren, uh, Darren Garvey. How do you know? I don't know. I know I know him though. Come on, come on, come on. Did you get him a card? What's that? See you get him a card? No, it's filming. Say it, hey. Great turnout of the show. I love this. Oh, this is awesome. Do some commentary, Jim. Let's see what you got. I'll be quiet. There it is. There it is. Oh! Did you call that move? Yeah! Uh, you know what he, you know what he calls that move? I forget his name. Wasn't it like the
match. I should have loaded more files up on there, but it was an awesome event. Uh, everyone have a great night. And make sure you subscribe to Dollar Club Wrestling Podcast. Enjoy, everybody. Hope you had a good time. I'd buy that for a dollar. Recognize. I represent everything Dollar Club. Respect the dollar! Good night from Slamberg.